Welcome to the Expositor Podcast with Dr. Stephen J. Lawson. Dr. Lawson is the founder and president of One Passion Ministries. The Expositor Podcast is focused on taking your preaching to the next level. Now, here's Dr. Lawson. I want to talk to you about preaching the gospel of John. If there's one book in the Bible that I think should be moved to the forefront in preaching, it is the Gospel of John. I am well aware that there are many revivals that have started as a result of preaching the book of Romans, and so many would say if I'm on a deserted island and I had one book in the Bible, it would be the book of Romans, and who is to argue with that? But I want to make somewhat of a case for the Gospel of John. And in the Gospel of John, I believe we find the highest and most consistent presentation of the glory of God in the person of His Son, Jesus Christ, certainly among the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and perhaps in the entirety of the Bible itself. The prologue to the Gospel of John, the first 18 verses, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. Matthew starts with the genealogies of Christ, and Luke starts with the birth scenes of John the Baptist and then Christ, and Mark begins with Jesus entering his public ministry because he's being presented as the servant, and the pedigree and background of a servant is very unimportant. But with John, with breathtaking drama, he begins his gospel account not with the genealogies of Christ, nor with his birth, begins in eternity past with the Son being face-to-face with the Father before time began, in eternity past, before the foundation of the world. And the presentation of Christ is the loftiest. In this sense, there is more of the sovereignty of God that just bleeds through the pages of the Gospel of John, I think, than anywhere else in the Bible. If I was making a case for the doctrines of sovereign grace, I actually would turn to the Gospel of John first and foremost, even more so than Romans, though I would be more than happy to make the case from the book of Romans. In the Gospel of John, we have a litany of towering statements on total depravity, unconditional election, definite atonement, irresistible grace, and the perseverance of the saints. Also in the Gospel of John, at the same time, are these free offers of the gospel of Christ to whosoever, to if anyone, and makes a perfect match with the definitive nature of sovereign grace, such that we have the height of his sovereign grace, but the breadth of the free offer of the gospel. Also contained in John's gospel are some of the most amazing discourses of Christ, the teaching of Christ. John chapter 6, for example. John chapter 5. Also, John chapter 17 is my very favorite chapter in the entire Bible, the high priestly prayer of Christ, this inter-Trinitarian prayer of the Son to the Father. What about the upper room discourse of Christ? 
And of course, we have seven miracles, eight if you count the resurrection of Christ, and then a ninth, really, as the miraculous feeding, the Sea of Galilee in John chapter 21. But each of the miracles of Christ is really a picture, an object lesson of truth that is taught immediately before, immediately after these miracles. For example, when Jesus turned water to wine, that was simply a picture of what he would teach in the next chapter of the new birth, of how Christ desires to take the dirty, stagnant waters of of our own lives and transform them into the sparkling red wine of salvation. Only Christ can make that transformation from the inside out. Or, for example, when Jesus fed the 5,000, that was but a picture of the teaching he would make later in the very same chapter in John chapter 6 of Jesus saying, He is the bread of life, and he who eats of me will never hunger again. And he who drinks my blood and eats my flesh shall never thirst nor hunger again. When Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life, it was but the instruction that was to be pictured in the resurrection of Lazarus from the dead. Oh, how I love the gospel of John because it sets forth Christ, I think, in the fullest expression of his glory And the gospel of Christ is throughout this book. Whenever there is someone who is seeking to know how to become a Christian, where do we turn them? We turn them to the gospel of John. And that is the book that God has used to lead so many to faith in his son. But at the same time, as it's been said, the gospel of John is shallow enough for a young child to wade in, but it's deep enough for a theologian to drown in. I want to urge you to preach the gospel of John in all of its theological profundity and with all of its gospel appeal and with all of its instruction on the Christian life, especially in the Upper Room Discourse. Here is a gospel worthy of your proclamation and of your study. You've been listening to The Expositor Podcast with Dr. Stephen J. Lawson, an outreach of One Passion Ministries. One Passion is committed to training pastors in expository preaching that is firmly anchored in God's Word. For information about upcoming events and how to subscribe to The Expositor magazine, visit onepassionministries.org.